Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Green Bar Sports Open Line. Those good swings, and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Green Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now, Matt Pauley. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. We welcome you into a great bar sports open line here on KMOX. Great to have you with us. My name is Matt Pauley. Two full hours tonight. We are taking you until 8 o'clock. We got a lot of sports this evening as well because after I get done at 8, we'll have the uh, St. Louis City Soccer Report from uh, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. So, We've got uh, we got a lot of sports coming up for the next four hours right here on KMOX. As always, if you'd like to join us, you can do so by calling or texting at 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Uh, on the program tonight, Kevin Ryan's Channel 2, Channel 11. He is going to join us in just a while. We'll talk uh, soccer with uh, Danielle Slayton. She's going to join us at 635. She'll be part of the broadcast this weekend for uh, City SC on uh, the uh, Apple TV Plus and uh, the MLS uh, Season Pass package. And then next hour, as we get into the strike zone, we'll talk with uh, Scott Miller, longtime baseball writer, one of our favorite folks to be able to talk to. And we got a lot of things to get to with him. A lot of baseball stuff today. Uh, I want to touch on the expand, not the expansion news, but I mean it's kind of expansion news. It's it's another domino forward in eventual expansion of Major League Baseball, and that's the Oakland A's news, uh, seemingly headed to Las Vegas. Uh, until anything official happens, don't bet on it. Until shovels and big machines are building a ballpark in Las Vegas. Probably don't expect anything for sure. Maybe maybe Oakland makes a last-second push to, to get a ballpark there, but it looks l- very likely at this point the A's are going to be uh, moving to uh, Las Vegas. More on that in uh, just a moment. I uh, also want to touch on something that came out a couple days ago, but we really haven't had the opportunity to talk about on this show. Major League Baseball, they test rules in the Atlantic League. So whether like the rules that have gone to effect this year with pitch clock and uh, with no overshift and things like that. And some of those were, you know, the first thing they do is they test them in uh, an independent league in the Atlantic league. Then eventually they'll get to the minor leagues and then to the big league. So it's kind of a process on watching how these rules play out. But major league baseball has made the announcement on what experimental rules are going to be tested this year in the Atlantic League. And we'll get into that because maybe some of these rules will eventually be in Major League Baseball. I was As I was kind of putting this show together, I was thinking to myself, 
one of the kind of the running themes of today's show is the future of baseball because there's two things that are happening that we're specifically going to talk about today with expansion, with teams moving, with figuring out where all these teams are going to be. That's part of the future because then that's going to impact what the divisions look like, if there's even going to be a National League and an American League in the future. I don't think there is going to be. If there is, it's going to be by name only. But baseball is very much moving in a direction of being regionally focused, uh, probably with eight separate quads that are all regional quads. And there's going to be some pain that goes along with that. Could you imagine uh, a situation where the Cardinals and the Cubs are not in the same quad together? That's a that's a possibility. If it's eight four-team quads and it's done regionally and you think about Chicago with the Cubs, well, the White Sox would be in that same quad and then 45 minutes up the road is Milwaukee, so they would be in that quad. Then all of a sudden, well, who are you going to put in as that fourth team? Is it going to be St. Louis to make sure that you keep them with the Cubs or is it going to be the Twins, because the Twins are somewhat more geographically closer to Milwaukee. And then if St. Louis is in there, well, then that means Kansas City's not going to be in a quad with St. Louis. And Kansas City is the closest team to St. Louis, just three hours down the road. So we'll get into that a little bit more coming up uh, later on in the program. But uh, yeah, it's I think it's something to discuss and something to look forward to, because if there's going to be some really tough decisions that Major League Baseball is going to be making when it comes to what those quads could potentially look like. But there's still two cities, maybe more than two cities uh, that are not in Major League Baseball right now that will be once we get to that point. So it's it's down the road and it's down the road a ways, but it's something to, uh, to certainly talk about. And in the 7 o'clock hour, I want to get into something because I think the Cardinals are going to make a substantial move at some point in season this year. I could end up being wrong, and if I am, I'll tell you on August 1st, yep, got that one wrong. But I think the Cardinals are going to make a somewhat substantial move. And I think that substantial move is going to require them to take prospects and trade them away, specifically the, that group of prospects that they would have used to acquire Sean Murphy if they would have gotten him in the offseason. Instead, they went the other route and they spent money and they got Wilson Contreras. But it's not just going to take prospects. It's probably going to take some players off the major league roster. So who are those players that are on the roster right now that you would be okay with the Cardinals potentially moving? And it would have to be players who have value. Like They're not trading Jordan Walker. Walker has value. Walker obviously has a ton of value. He's not getting moved. Nolan Gorman's got a ton of value. Nolan Gorman's arguably top five offense player in Major League Baseball right now. Does he all of a sudden become somebody that you use to make one of these big trades? So we'll talk about that a little bit more later on in the hour as well. Just real quickly on this uh, Las Vegas news, first and foremost, I feel really bad for the baseball fans in Oakland, California, in the Bay Area. They, th- There's good fans that are going to probably lose their team. And we in St. Louis, we know what that feels like. We know what it feels like when a team is lost. And this is not – in the St. Louis situation, we had one guy to blame. It was Stan Kroenke. He wanted the Rams out of St. Louis. And St. Louis was bending over backwards to find a way to keep the Rams here. 
There was talk about building a new stadium. Obviously, the, they were going to do uh, enhancements to the dome, things like that. In Oakland, it's it's a much more complex issue because the ownership group in Oakland, they've torpedoed themselves. They're not trying to compete. They may be the worst team in the history of Major League Baseball. Nobody's showing up, but then from a government standpoint and a municipal standpoint, they're not they're not really doing anything to build a, build them a new ballpark. And you can sit here and say, well, it's up to the you know, the teams are the ones that are should be responsible for building a new ballpark. That doesn't work. That's not true. That isn't how it works in today's professional sports. Every once in a while it does. Every once in a while you've got an owner who just goes in and goes ahead and mostly finances the stadium. But generally speaking, if a city is going to keep a team and is going to have an up-to-date stadium, there's going to have to be some tax dollars that go along with it. And Oakland was not really willing to do that, uh, at least not to the level that the A's would have been happy with. Now, it's also not fair because it, the, the, that organization, that ownership, they are going to put some money into what's going on in Las Vegas. So they're, going to, they're willing to spend more money in Las Vegas than they are in Oakland. And that's not fair to the fans in Oakland. I'm I'm quietly hoping that maybe somehow, some way, it comes back around in Oakland and they find a way to keep that team there. But right now it is looking very, very unlikely, and it's looking very much like the A's are going to be headed to Las Vegas. All right, uh, Kevin Ryan's Channel 2, Channel 11, sports reporter, sports anchor. He is with us in just a moment. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. We're back in a moment on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. This is America's Sports Voice. GigaMOX. A great bar sports open line roll it on here on KMOX. Every time Matt Pajeski decides he's going to come back with Creed, it's like I'm driving around in high school in the year 2000. But that's uh, that's all good, I guess. Is it all good? I don't know if it's all good or not, but it's what we got going right now. 
We do welcome you back into the program. Speaking of welcoming, we welcome on to the program. You see him on Channel 2 and Channel 11. He is a sports anchor and reporter. He is Kevin Ryans. You follow him on Twitter at official Kev Rye. That's K-E-V-R-Y thereafter official. Kevin, thanks for the time. How are you? So good to hear from you. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Now, you're a Knicks guy. They are in action tonight. Are you... uh, have you done anything? Do you have any like superstitions? Are you eating anything special? I don't know if you're working or not. Like what what are you doing tonight to make sure that the Knicks beat the Cavaliers? I am well for one thing, I'm stoked because the game's back at the garden. I think it's tomorrow night, not tonight. So oh yeah, it's, it's I, tomorrow. I, I was thinking you're another, right, you're right, you're right. It's tomorrow I do night. Have another day to figure out what my plans are because <laughs> I will be working. Do I try to get mm. everything done early so I focus on the game? Or do I watch the game as I'm getting ready to anchor and then I'm, I'm a mess at 9, 10, 11 o'clock that night? So it's fair. It's a, it's, it's a little bit of a, of a dance right there, but okay. I'll figure it out by tomorrow. But I, I definitely will be wearing my Knicks hat. I have gone all day thinking it's Friday. Everything I do feels like a Friday to me. So there there you go. I just thought it was <laughs> Friday. and. But they, uh, they're, you were, you've watched, uh, I've been up in the press box with you a little bit, and you, you get a little animated there when things are happening during the game. Yeah, man, those, those referees on, 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 on Tuesday, man, I just didn't think that they were calling the game 100% fairly for my guys, but uh, Cleveland had a really good game, and they really got, got, got after it defensively, especially Darius Garland and Karis LeVert, and they just tore my necks apart, man. So I got to give a lot of credit to Cleveland. They were so good, but I do get animated when I watch my New York Knicks. You do. I can, uh, I can attest to that. All right, let's jump into, uh, let's jump into the Cardinals. It's it's so early. I, the thing I have a problem with is being able to really assess anything that has any ter- kind of long-term implications this early on in the season. But at the same time, it's pretty easy to say that pitching has not lived up to what they were expected to do this year, and the team has certainly struggled hitting with runners on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's early, but, you know, you know, it gets late pretty early in, uh, in, in baseball. By the quarter part of the season, if you're not – you know, at least, you know, treading water. Like last year, Cardinals were really treading water for a lot of that season until they broke out in July, August, and September. Uh, it, you know, it can get late really early in baseball. So definitely concerning to see 8-11. and 11. Um, They got the really nice win to kind of cap off that Arizona series that was, you know, really rough from the first two games. So um, they're going to have to figure it out. The, the Good to see, though, the last couple of games, the Cardinals – have been able to figure out runners to scoring position, bringing them home. You know, they're able to score seven runs on uh, on Monday, and then able to score the uh, fourteen runs over on Wednesday, or I should say Tuesday, and Wednesday. So they were, they were able to figure it out a little bit, and hopefully, going into this West Coast trip, teams that are not exactly performing at the pace that they want to be playing too, um, with Seattle and San Francisco and LA, you know, hopefully. Maybe you're on the good side of things. You're starting to hit over there. Pitching is going to be that's going to be the key thing. You know, starting pitching has been so bad this year. Um, you know, they're they're trying to figure it out, and, but they just can't get any breaks. I mean, think about um, Montgomery start ball bounces, gets hit a double, and then you know, that fourth inning was was just, was was one of the roughest innings of the season for a Cardinal starting pitcher. Um, it's just tough, but you know they're going to have to get some sort of depth out of them if they're going to be able to make it 
past this first part of the season because it, it, after a while, if you don't have pitching, um, it, it's just going to – your offense can only do so much, and they're not even performing at the rate they probably want to play at either. The conversations we are having, they are largely having the same conversations in the three cities they're about to visit because Seattle – 8 and 11 underachieving Dodgers 9 and 10 underachieving Giants 6 and 11 very much underachieving uh, of the 3 the Giants are probably the team that had the lowest expectations after they came up short in a few spots during uh, the offseason in terms of acquiring players but there's a lot of teams out there like the Cardinals who have not performed in the first 2 3 weeks of the season the way they would like to perform and and the Cardinals are about to face 3 of them yeah, and you can even throw in when they get back home the Angels. You know they have all those uh, heavy hitters with Trout and Otani, and they're not they're not so high as well, just hovering around 500. Yeah, you know it's uh, it's it, this this will this after this this road trip here, I want to see where the Cardinals are at. If they're able to kind of take care of business, of uh, some of these teams are not so high right now. You know, LA's lost a lot of a lot of guys, and they're not going to have a, some of their pitchers for quite some time. So. You know, they're going to be down. You saw the series against the Mets. Another team that wasn't um, right out to start out of the break. You know, they're, they're going – they're, they're not doing so hot there. So, L.A. would be interesting to see. Giants are not supposed to be good. Um, so, you know, you got to take care of teams that are, that are struggling as well. If you really want to get back into this, you got to start winning some games. I am- get some teams that are not doing great. I'm curious what it's going to look like from a fan standpoint when the Angels come in and Shohei Otani is going to be here because I think for from a Cardinal fan standpoint, that's the dream. The dream is to acquire Otani either in a trade in season or acquiring him in the offseason as a signing. And we saw him and Newt Barr really become very close during the WBC. This is going to be a chance for St. Louis fans to to show off for Shohei. Yeah, you know, get as loud as you can. That, that, that's what I would say. Make that a real good home field advantage for the Cardinals and, you know, make your impression. You saw in New York, you know, Aaron Judge is robbing a home run from him the other day, and he's hitting a home run, and they got um, Otani stuff in their in their team store, you know. Uh, you know, maybe not the Yankees will get him, but everyone, there's been a lot of talk about the Mets maybe going after Shohei Otani, you know, as a, you know, a team that could be vying for him like the Cardinals. So, yeah, that's going to be a huge chance for um, St. Louis fans to really show out and show off their same beautiful stadium in a downtown, a team that, you know, where the fans care um, and hopefully um, owners and team general managers who want to fork over the asking price, which will be high for a guy like Otani. Should, to come here. should Cardinal fans give Otani a huge round of applause Every single time he comes up to the plate, even if there's an opportunity for him to do something that would be bad for the Cardinals. Uh, Until he starts hitting against you. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the, the, then kind of cool it off. But man, yeah, you know, give him some standing ovation, you know, kiss some butt. Why not? Absolutely. 
last thing for you before we get you out of here, Battlehawks, uh, they are back at it coming up on Saturday. I almost said tomorrow because it feels like Friday to me. Back at it on Saturday. There's still a lot on the line as they try to wrap up the regular season and and, and try to get their way in. Uh, but what, no matter what happens, it's been clearly a very exciting, successful year for the Battlehawks as they have largely carried the attendance numbers for the entire XFL. Yeah, I know. Very surprised that they've been able to, to be able to do this a second time in a row. You know, you think back to 2020, you, you would you wouldn't you blame anybody for thinking it was just a phenomenon. You know, it just kind of happened, and people were so pumped up for it. But the fact that it's happened a second time, I think, gives that whole deal, everyone's belief in St. Louis as a place to watch football, some credence as well. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens this weekend. Of course, Battlehawks, you know, nothing's going to be decided on Saturday after they play. It's good. Everything rests on the Seattle game. And uh, we're you know, hoping, a lot of fans are hoping Seattle loses, makes it a lot easier on the on the, the scenarios. But the real interesting scenario is if they both win. And I'm, you know, the Battle Hawks, they, they have to treat this game as a game where they, they can really light up the scoreboard so they can score as much points as possible. Um, so it's really going to be interesting to see the strategy that these coaches do this weekend because – um, we have some some real contenders here for the playoffs. He is Kevin Ryan. You see him on uh, Channel 2 and at Channel 11. You follow him on Twitter at official Ryan. Kevin, thanks so much for the time. We'll see you real soon. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. I appreciate it, man. You bet. Absolutely. There's Kevin Ryan joining us here on 8 Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Back-to-back guest here in the uh, 6 o'clock hour. When we return, uh, we're going to talk uh, some uh, City SC as they get set to uh, match up uh, this weekend. And uh, we are going to uh, talk with uh, Daniel Slayton, who's part of the team over at uh, MLS Season Pass and uh, Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, we'll be uh, part of the broadcast this weekend, and uh, we'll talk with her in just a moment. It's Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We're back at it on a Thursday night at Graybar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. City SC back at it this upcoming weekend. They are going to be west of here. They'll be in uh, Colorado as they match up against the Rapids. They're coming off a 5-1 win against Cincinnati this past weekend, and uh, that wrapped up a, or it ended a, a two-match losing streak, and they got back to their winning ways. This weekend, uh, on the call, broadcasting as the analyst uh, on the uh, MLS Season Pass package, which is on Apple TV+. Plus. Danielle Slayton's going to be on. She joins us right now. Danielle, thanks for taking some time with us. How are you? Good to be here. So uh, what's kind of your just early on general feeling about this city team, which is such an amazing story, the way they've been able to start their existence as an expansion team, having so much success? I mean, my first feeling is that I cannot be more wrong about where I predicted them to be (laughs) this season. Um, You know, most expansion teams struggle, but they 
have absolutely come out flying. Um, you know, I think there was some question marks in the, the two previous games, previous to the recent Cincinnati one, a couple of blips on the radar against Minnesota and Seattle, but like they've clearly proven us wrong. Um, they're clearly a team that is confident, that plays well together, and is absolutely fun to watch. Did you see something specifically when you compare maybe those red flags that came up against Minnesota and Seattle, things that they were able to fix and do better for that matchup this past weekend against Cincinnati? You know, it just kind of felt like they got back to themselves a little bit. And I wouldn't say on the whole that the performances against Minnesota and Seattle were terrible. I thought the first halves were actually pretty decent. I think the second halves of those games were, were not what we have come to expect and a little bit poorer. Um, but when it came to the, the, the Cincinnati game, I think luck was maybe a little bit on their side. Like everything seemed to go right, but they also created their own luck and they played on the front foot. They pressed, they were very direct. Um, and I think that they were quite frankly, better mentally prepared after the significant um, rain or tornado delay <laughs> um, and just, and just came out flying and, and were the better team on the whole that evening. Beyond the fact that they have surprised with their record, have they surprised with the the number of goals they scored? For me, it just to, I'm not an expert, but listening to people talk, it certainly felt like going into the year and the system they use, it, they were going to try to neutralize out their opponent's opportunities and kind of pick and choose when to attack. And here we are, and, and they're going out, and they're, they're scoring as many goals as anybody in the MLS. Yeah, it, it's really surprising, and, and it's surprising for me, too, because when you look at their coach and Brad Carnell, like, I had the chance to, to cover him when he was at New York Red Bulls, and he's a defensive coach. Like, that is his strength. And so if you had to ask me a team that plays under his leadership, what would they be better at, defense or attack? Ten times out of ten, I would have said the defense. Um, but the reality is, is that – he has brought them like a real grounding and foundation in defense. And I think that's what's actually enabled them to have some freedom and to score what I call goals by good defending. You, you win the ball quickly and you directly attack and go forward and put the ball in the back of the net. Um, I certainly think it's surprising, especially under his leadership. Yeah. So many different individuals are part of the goal scoring. You look at how many different players scored against Cincinnati and, and Klaus wasn't even in, in that group. What, what has led to, and, and I know you just kind of answered it a little bit, but can you go a little bit more and just how the, the system and the way they're playing, it's not just allowing them to score a lot of goals, but it's a lot of different people scoring goals. Yeah. And I think a little bit of the philosophy when I analyze their play, they do a good job of, being numbers up in certain areas. So having a numerical superiority, whether it's on the, the wing or more centrally. So they overwhelm defenders and overwhelm different areas on the field. And that enables them to put multiple different types of players in good positions with the ability to score. I think that against Cincinnati, they did that really well out wide. I mean, early on, you see the goal by Jared Stroud is a perfect example of that. Um, but I think the more times that you can do that in various areas on the field, the more you're going to set up guys to be successful, regardless of whether, you know, they're playing at the striker position out wide or in an attacking midfield role. You're at a different venue just about every weekend. As, as conversations are taking place around MLS, how many people and what are the conversations about just looking at St. Louis, what they're doing, not just from a performance standpoint, but from a from a fan standpoint, from a stadium standpoint? Are there a lot of people in the league really taking note of what's going on here? Yes, full stop, period. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, it is the play on the field. Um, it's the number of goals they're scoring. It's 
selling out stadiums. It's the energy around St. Louis. It's the media coverage. It is everything. And even in talking to some of the players, as we've done this week in preparation for the game this weekend, coming from overseas and places like Germany and, and places where, you know, you come to America and you think, oh, there's not this soccer culture. We don't have the same football culture. They have been blown away and impressed. And I think it just really demonstrates that, America is a football nation, soccer nation in many ways, um, and just the growing the, the growing impact of Major League Soccer and soccer in general in this country. Can that pay dividends in terms of players wanting to come to St. Louis? 100%. No question. I mean, I can think back to my playing days when, you know, there weren't a lot of people in the stands and you weren't feeling this vibe. And when I go into these stadiums, I get jealous, right? I, I wish that I had to had been able to have that experience. So absolutely, when you're thinking about a players who are deciding where they want to play um, and having a, a, some impact and influence in the conversations they're having uh, around if they can you know, choose city A or B, this absolutely is a factor. You want to play in front of big stadiums. You want to feel the love. And I think that that bodes well for St. Louis, not only for now, but the players that it can attract in the future. You had a great career. You were part of the U.S. women's national team. What was the, maybe it was the Olympics, maybe something else. What, what's the best crowd that you ever played in front of? Oh, gosh. Um, the Olympics was fantastic for sure. There's been a couple of friendlies that we played against, you know, the United States and Canada that were fantastic. But I have to say, even though I wasn't on the field, the highlight in terms of being in a stadium was being a fan at the Women's World Cup in 1999 in the Rose Bowl. 92,000 fans. The U.S. wins, like, hands down. I don't think anything will ever replace that memory for me. That's really cool that you were there. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. it been the experience for you? You've been broadcasting soccer for a while, but you you became part of the team uh, with MLS Season Pass and Apple TV+. Plus. What has that been like for you? It's been wonderful. I mean, I love the fact that I get to have a broader scope and covering more teams in the league. I mean, it certainly makes my job a little bit more challenging, but I feel like I have a better pulse across the whole country and across the league, which I really enjoy and get to see more teams, more players. Um, so that's been fantastic. Um, and I just, I mean, I think back to COVID that wasn't too long ago. And I just love the fact that we're back in stadiums again, um, that we get to see the action up close and personal. And it's just, that's why I got into it, and to get back to that has been a real blessing this year. Danielle, I really appreciate you taking some time. Hopefully we can catch up with you again uh, down the line. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. You bet. There's Danielle Slade, and she's going to be the analyst coming up this weekend as uh, City SC in action against the Colorado Rapids. There's a lot of talk coming into this one that uh, maybe that can become a, a rival. You know, Going into the existence for City, I think we talked a lot about Kansas City as being the rival. Maybe it is going to be Col- – I, I don't know. Like, I, I can't – Things have to happen during matches for I think rivalries to build. It's one thing I always laugh when um, when Missouri and Arkansas play against each other because Missouri leaves uh, the Big Twelve and you're trying to create a rivalry, so you make them play Arkansas on a certain date every year, and you just say, okay, this is going to be your rivalry. Well, it's not. Uh, thing things have to happen. Rivalries build. They have to. Things have to happen that turn things into rivalries. So it when we were going into the season and we were talking about Kansas City or talking about any other team as being a rival for St. Louis, I always kind of chuckle at that because well, let, let's see what happens. Let's let's have some things happen on the field where players and individuals start to legitimately not like each other. 
and then that can lead to uh, some sort of rivalry. The Kansas City thing, though, is fun, though. You just hop in your car and you drive three hours, and you're there. That's going to be great for fans in St. Louis and Kansas City from that aspect of the rivalry. Yeah, it feels like a rivalry when you walk into a game and there's a whole lot of people from the other team that that got tickets and got in. That adds to a rivalry as well just because of the uh, atmosphere that exists. But it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see uh, what happens this weekend. City coming off just a fantastic performance this past week when they get the win against Cincinnati. All right, uh, when we return, we're going to uh, shift gears again, talk a little bit about the Blues as they get ready to uh, go into could be an eventful offseason, might not be, but what does that really mean for the team next year? We'll get into that in just a moment. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. We continue on after this here on KMOX. A great bar sports open line rolling on here on KMOX. Coming up next hour, the 7 o'clock hour, it is the strike zone. Almost all baseball coming up next hour. We may touch a little bit more on the uh, Max Scherzer situation from yesterday. Today we learned that he was officially suspended for 10 games. It's kind of an automatic suspension when you get ejected from a game due to a foreign substance issue. A 10-game suspension follows that up. It is appealable. Scherzer has already said he is going to appeal it just becomes more and more apparent to me, and it should be to everybody, but at least to me, that baseball's got to figure out a different way to do this foreign substance thing because what happened yesterday, not good for baseball. We'll talk more about that coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. Scott Miller is going to join us, longtime uh, baseball writer. Always love talking uh, with him. And then our big conversation next hour And I'll be interested to hear from you. In fact, if you want to get some text messages in on this right now, you can do so at 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. Text or tweet. We won't take phone calls on it right now, uh, but you can get your thoughts in uh, right away, and we'll uh, come back to it uh, next hour. What players off the Major League roster would you be willing to part ways with for a big acquisition. Now, here's the thing. I'm, you are an intelligent audience. I am talking to smart people right now. There are some players on the roster who are not going to be overly desirable by other teams. So don't, don't come at me with that. Young players, player, you know, I'm, the, the person I'm going to talk about specifically next hour is Nolan Gorman. Gorman's having a fantastic year, and I think he's going to continue to have a fantastic year. He is a young player. He was a top prospect in the organization. He is seemingly putting it all together right now. Is Nolan Gorman the type of player that you would be willing to see the Cardinals move in a big deal that makes them better? So that's kind of the that's kind of the you know a, a Dylan Carlson, a Lars Newtbar, like these younger players, a Brendan Donovan. Uh, which of these young players, maybe even a Tommy Edmond, although he's not quite like the other ones that I that I described, players still with multiple years of club control, big league players, bright futures of those players that fit that category on the roster, who would you be willing to see the Cardinals move on from in a big trade, a trade that clearly and obviously makes them better? upgrades them, 
probably from a starting pitching standpoint, but whatever might uh, might become available. You can text in your thoughts or tweet in your thoughts. Text 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900, or you can uh, tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Since the Blues season came to an end, I've seen and folks like Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic and Jim Thomas from Post-Dispatch have done a fantastic job just kind of covering what it's going to look like for this team going into the offseason. And from a Doug Armstrong standpoint, he has been very open, very forthright about where this team is at, what they need to do to be better, what he needs to do to be better. You know, one of the things that kind of jumped out at me was the fact that Armstrong admitted that maybe he's kind of lost, maybe not lost touch, but that he doesn't completely understand anymore what makes younger players tick or what motivates younger players. And that's something that he says he needs to get better at. That's on him. That's and and knowing your own personal weaknesses and being able to correct them, that's an important part of anything that we do. Just every whatever you do in life, if you know, if you can self-assess yourself and say, you know what, that's not one of my strengths and I'd like to get a little bit better at that, you're probably going to be in pretty good shape. Um, it's just a, a Twitter thread that uh, Jeremy Rutherford had uh, with some quotes from Armstrong where he looked ahead to next year and said that they don't feel like they're going into a full rebuild, that with some of the players that are on this roster, with the core that still exists, some of these younger players that are there, that they do not feel like it is a total rebuild, that they feel like that they can go into next season and certainly contend for a playoff spot, maybe get into the playoffs and maybe even make a little bit of noise and have some run in the playoffs next year as well. Uh, Talked about how uh, this group of players that are still here were part of something where just the term he used was that this group was part of something where it just um, snowballed kind of out of control that it got bad and it got bad fast and that this group of players having that personal pride and not allowing that to happen again. I think it's an interesting offseason because clearly the team needs to get better, but at the same time, there's not a whole lot of wiggle room in terms of getting better when you look at the money that they've got committed to the current group. Obviously, there's a lot of draft picks right there. There's a ton of draft picks right there, and uh, can they – can they use any of those draft picks to go acquire NHL players right now? That's going to be one of the questions going in. But it's just been uh, it's been interesting. Even some things said about Jordan Bennington, how he now has this reputation that he can he can be rattled a little bit, and that's going to make things that much tougher for him moving forward. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. We are going to be all baseball coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. It's the Strike Zone, part of Sports Open Line here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.